G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's take a few minutes to talk about a vulnerable group of Australians who are particularly affected by the ongoing coronavirus. In one sense, all older Australians are experiencing some new levels of anxiety, given that the majority of deaths from COVID-19 are in the 70s and 80s age group and older. But how might we as Christian believers care for older people and more specifically those living with dementia in the midst of coronavirus? Ben Boland is back with us. He's an aged care chaplain. He's the co-author of the book Jesus Loves Me and he writes and speaks about aged care ministry. Ben, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be with you. Ben, last time we were talking, it was around the care that we might have for elderly Australians, even those suffering dementia, and the powerful importance of the Easter story. Uh, But when we were talking last time, coronavirus was not even being talked about. It's made a big difference to older people especially, but how about all of those who are suffering dementia? How do you feel about their plight? Well, I think people living with dementia have got some extra challenges in this space. Um, Firstly, the people who are living with advanced dementia, who are typically in residential care, are currently in lockdown. Facilities right across Australia are in lockdown. That means no visitors coming in. Now, some of those people may not be aware of COVID or hyper-aware, as I suspect most of us in the normal, inverted commas, world are. But they know they're not getting visiting, visited. They're not seeing their husband or their wife, their daughter. So that has a huge impact on them here and now. Um, as far as I'm aware, we've only got one facility in Australia which currently has COVID. Um, but that's had huge impacts there on those people. So that's huge. Simply the isolation is really challenging, particularly for people who may not fully understand COVID or may not um, practice good social um, distancing. Um, And that's often people who may be living with dementia. So they are particularly at risk, both of direct infection, but impacted even outside of infection in terms of care and contact that they receive. So Ben, it's not just people who are suffering levels of dementia. It's all people who are in aged care right now suffering at a particular level. As you say, they can't even get a visit from a loving family member. As a, as a chaplain, what sort of effect does that have on an individual? It's huge. Um, most older people pre-COVID were facing isolation and loneliness. Um, COVID has just put that through the roof. Um, not being able to see your loved ones, not feeling cared for, not feeling loved, Um, and particularly for people um, whose love language is touch. That's a really challenging time. 
Is it the case that someone who is in aged care, and let's assume uh, that not everybody in aged care has these issues of dementia, but just an ordinary person in aged care, they get cut off from their loved ones. Is that in itself a threat uh, to their health and to their vitality? Yes. Not being visited, not having relationships, or having relationships um, at a distance, for want of a better phrase, impacts us. It impacts all of us. We are designed and created as relational beings. Um, yet this means that those people are not, or perhaps are not not having relationships, but those relationships are having to be expressed in very limited ways. I think most of us who've had a long-distance romantic relationship at one time or another would know how hard that is. Uh, consider that effect also for older people. Um, many of whom don't even have the privilege of, say, getting out to the shops to break the cabin fever. Um, they're stuck in their rooms. Um, now, we're doing lots of stuff as facilities to try and care for that. There's Skype, there's Zoom, we're taking phones around. That's taking lots of time and energy, um, and it's important. But nothing beats seeing someone face-to-face. Nothing beats that warm hug. So, Ben, we've got this dilemma We can't visit our older loved ones. They're suffering as a result of what may be an intensified loneliness and uh, even a a sense of, I'm not sure whether they'd feel, not not sure whether the word rejection is right, but certainly it's being cut off. Are there any practical things other than, I mean, those things are wonderful doing the Zoom or or the Facebook Live. Not everybody's very technologically advanced, though, no doubt, in aged care facilities. What can we do on a practical level that can care for our loved ones at this time of year? Firstly, we can pray. Um, It's really easy, I think, for us Christians to to think about practical things and prayer separately. And prayer has got to be our first port, our second port, and undergirding anything we do. Um, Secondly, we can look at how we can support your particular people. I've got a great aunt who's in Sydney, who's in her 90s. Um, She's at home and highly functional, but she's now trapped at home in the sense of getting out. Um, She's a massive reader, but she's read every book she's got and she was reading old books. So I actually called, uh, put a book order in the other day for her and just organised a care package to be delivered to her of books so she could read. we can provide things like care packages. If geographically you're close to a facility, you could drop that in physically um, or at least leave it at reception and get the staff to drop it in. But if you're like me and I'm in Queensland, my aunt's in Sydney, um, we can use the internet to order stuff to get in. Um, books are great. Um, making sure people know about things like vision radio or the TV. Because not all older people will have the internet, but most will have a radio or a television. But do they know what channel to tune into so they can get some really good input? Could you send them a DVD or a CD? Um, is this a chance to think, well, Great Aunt Mary really would appreciate a phone call, but she can't use a normal phone. Could we buy Great Aunt Mary an aged care phone? There are specialist mobile and landline phones that have bigger buttons and are very simple to use. Um, there's a pile of resources we can utilise to help people, both in the immediate of corona, but that will also be useful for them next year.
as well. Ben, do nursing staff in aged care facilities have any time on their hands to help any of the residents with a Zoom or a Facebook Live or those sorts of things that can connect them with their family? Or are they really uh, run around uh, ragged uh, so that they don't have time to do that sort of thing? It's a bit hard to answer that because I can only speak for some spaces. Um, The short answer is we don't have one-to-one nursing care for our residents. and that would be wonderful, but economically, it's just not going to happen. But we do have lifestyle teams, and that's common right across the industry. Um, I'm aware of lifestyle teams who are running phones around, chaplains, admin teams, care staff. It's unlikely to be an RN, but sometimes it'll be an RN who's doing that. But we've got lots of staff who are working really hard to try and engage and to keep those connections going, but also to make sure people are just not bored. Uh, Normally we have lots of group activities, church services, concerts, all those things. Um, Those are basically off. We're doing some very small group activities, but small group with 1.5 spacing is much less efficient, for a better phrase. But we are still working hard to create resources and to assist people both in terms of work and engagement and recreation in that sense, but also in terms of connection. Ben, you mentioned care packages, the idea of, yes, you can go online and you can have something delivered to your loved one in a nursing home. Well, Easter weekend is almost on us. I mean, uh, these things can be delivered quickly. Uh, What sort of things would you include in an Easter-themed pack? It depends a bit on the person and who you're giving it to because no two older people are identical. Um, So I'd be trying to tailor it to the person. Um, Some common things would be uh, maybe some chocolates if they're a sweet tooth. Um, Some Easter eggs would be a great idea. A card is always wonderful. Um, Something as simple as a bunch of flowers is wonderful. In terms of Christian ministry, um, look at what would be helpful for them. Are they into hymns? Could you go to a Christian retailer and order some CDs for them? some Easter hymns or great hymns throughout time or something like that. Um, There's some specialist resources. Um, The Memory Link, which is available through Global Recordings Network, um, has a little MP3 player that's designed for older people and their care. Um, There's those things. There's Jesus Loves Me, the book that Dana and I wrote, which is available. But there's, there's lots of good resources. But again, it really... We need to be thinking about what's that person's need and meeting them where they are. Uh, Jesus met the woman at the will where she was. He met Zacharias where he was. He met Nicodemus where he was. Um, And we need to recognise people of people and meet them where they are. Interestingly, when you have an older person and even those with dementia... Uh, there's something that clicks when you mention the Easter story because all older people have grown up and they've celebrated Easter every year. So it is one of those trigger points for appreciation, understanding and connecting. And that's why I guess Easter is a prime time for making these sorts of connections. Yeah, it it is a prime time. Um, But the story of Easter also resonates outside of Holy Week or outside of the formal Easter week. Um, 
this story is one that resonates with people and will resonate with people in January and in December. Um, so we, I think we don't need to be limited by the season of Easter to proclaim the message of Easter. Um, perhaps if you're doing something at home with your kids or you're stuck at home and the kids are driving up the wall in the nicest possible way, could they do some Easter craft or something and you make a homemade Easter care package? Um, it may arrive two weeks after Easter officially is finished, but it will be a huge boost to the person who receives that, whether that's your neighbour or the person who's just down the street or your loved one who may be interstate. And I imagine that if you're thinking along the lines of Easter care pack, uh, if elements of that arrive at different times, all well and good, because uh, that means all the more gifts that will arrive and that will remind your loved one that you were thinking of them. Ben, you're also, you co-wrote the book Jesus Loves Me with Dana Grubin. Jesus Loves Me. It's a book available through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. And uh, no doubt listeners could get a hold of that because that book is specifically written for people with dementia and it resonates with people with dementia and very worthwhile getting a hold of. You can be in touch with Ben uh, through LinkedIn. And there's also a YouTube clip around Jesus' love in aged care. And I'll point listeners to YouTube, Ben Boland, B-O-L-A-N-D. Ben, an aged care chaplain, co-author of the book Jesus Loves Me and also a speaker and writer about aged care ministry. Ben, thanks so much for giving us this update and this encouragement on this day before we get into the Easter weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.